on, Radiza, get it together, girl. Look at you. Boy, oh boy. Let's get this thing rolling. Episode 49. We are one episode away from 50. How incredible is that? That is fantastic. Welcome to the TFW Podcast. That's freaking wrestling. I am your host, Matt, joined by my usual suspects. Eshan is in the building. Rhodesia's in the building, but who knows what we're going to hear from her. She is doing something with her microphone. I'm not even sure if uh, she even knows that we're live. But we are live, pal. As JR said to Psycho Sid when he flubbed his backstage promo with Ted DiBiase on the In Your House. We're live, pal. Rhodesia, you good to go now? I'm back. I'm back. She's back. back. Hello, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) What is up, What did we do? Hey, you know what? Real quick. Rhodesia, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you just remind me. I'm going to forget. So we're talking about messed up lines. If anybody has never seen, I'm pretty sure Rhodesia probably never seen it. If you guys have never seen, uh, gosh, I'm forgetting his name, Tugboat, when he went to WCW. Oh, he no, she's the, abs- no, she's she's seen that on repeat. She you, has she, absolutely. You see that? What's, what's, what's the character's name? Shockmaster. Shockmaster. Oh my God, you guys have never seen the Shockmaster WCW. Do you remember the story that YouTube Cody told it. about it? Oh yeah, Uncle Fred. <laughs> yeah. <he laughs> oh <was> like... <laughs> man. Oh my God, that's Uncle Fred. Look, friends, family, <laughs> if you have not seen the Shockmaster, YouTube it. It is the <laughs> most hilarious thing. Do yourself a favor. I'm telling you, you will laugh for days after seeing for this. Days. Clip. For it days. It is the best God. and the worst introduction in the history. I'm the Shockmaster. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and you hear British Bull. The funny thing is, guys, listen to the wrestlers reacting to all this shenanigans happening. You hear British Bulldog off camera. He fell on his ass. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh my god. Yeah. Listen, no. look, watch it again. You hear him in the background. Oh my god, he fell on his ass. <laughs> I would say moment. that the, I would say the only thing that's funnier no, nah, I still think that's the funniest, but the one that's coming right up next to it is Booker T talking about some Hogan, we're coming to get you. <laughs> I think those are my top two that like hey, go down hey, no matter that was, what I'm laughing. That was the one. That was one too, yeah. <laughs> and it's got Signer's math. That that's that's awesome. So top three. Top three, but yeah, Shockmaster got to be top, man. I, I watched that one day. This is recently. I watched it on repeat, like for ten minutes. <laughs> and it's crazy because that gimmick was already DOA, and like, oh yeah, you never like, you know saw what? you yeah. never saw Shockmaster again. I don't think nope. I ever remember seeing him after that. <laughs> that is too damn funny. Well, I mean, we're starting with WCW. I, I guess we can go right into uh, the King of the South, evidently. Cody Rhodes from last night's Monday Night Raw. Of course, we taped this on Tuesday night. You guys listen to it on Wednesday. Uh, before we get to that, shout out to everybody who is listening to the pod, supports the pod. Appreciate you guys. Hit that follow button if you have not already, of course, wherever you listen to your podcast. We are there for you two times a week. Leave a five-star review also that helps us in the rankings. All right, so on Raw, Cody Rhodes. Incredible crowd. Uh, Shout out, Atlanta. Yep. Oh, man. So, he was not at the show. That crowd was there. I watched that show. We talked about it a few weeks ago, and I asked you guys, 
is there is this a different WWE audience that's coming to these shows? We're going on a month and a half now of hot shows. They are selling out everywhere they're going or damn near selling out. House shows, they're pulling in some great attendance. I was watching last night. I'm like, damn, this crowd has been there the entire night. That main event they were there for. So typically, we all know around that second hour, crowd dies off. And then mm-hmm. third hour dies off. And maybe the crowd is you know there for the main event. They were there the entire night. So shout out to Atlanta. But what I what I think is maybe if it's not a different crowd, it's got to be that WWE is cool again. That's what I said. I, when you look in the crowd, you had the families. They're always going to have the families. And in 100 years from now, if we're still here as humans, they're still going to have the kids and families. But the older guys that was either a lapsed fan that came back or they think that it's cool to say it again, that I'm going to a wrestling show. Because they are they are boisterous, loud, interacting. And wrestling, you know, you look at WWE, I was thinking about, I was looking at Judgment Day. And like when they come out, they look cool. It's not often back in the day in WWE, and we could even go back in the day, probably a couple years. It wasn't many people that looked cool on camera. Of course, you know, if you go back 90s, you had The Rock. Yes, he looked cool. But if you just go back a couple years ago, Roman had on the vest. The vest is not cool. I, I didn't um, mind the vest back in the day. I like But it wasn't cool, vest. though. Like, you wouldn't rock the vest. I remember they yes, were selling that at WrestleMania. No, you wouldn't. You if ain't you never rocked the vest. vest. You used to rock a vest? That is a bulletproof vest. <laughs> Completely different. Shout out to my boy, 52. He going out on tour. Uh, starting actually this week. We're going to go see him in September in Detroit. But, uh... It, you know, like wrestling is, you know, they look cool now. Rhea has on the the Nikes. You know, of course, the bloodline is always dripped out in red and black, and they got the pants and the shoes to match. Just they look cool now. The women look great when they are coming out and it's not to wrestle. They are looking incredible and, in, you know, whatever they're wearing. It's not just like wrestling clothes. So I think that may have something to do with it too. But I think that now when people are going to the shows, they are – there because they feel like man it's cool to cheer it's cool to boo uh and and they were there last night so once again shout out to atlanta i think they are in i forgot where they are friday but i know the attendance looks really strong for that show the attendance for next monday is strong we know already they've moved 46 47 tickets for SummerSlam here in a couple weeks so looking pretty good but back to to cody rhodes e what happened to your boy man your boy got his ass beat in front of his mom Man, that's so sad. What a night for him. I mean, so you guys, you guys must love Cody right now because you guys wanted to see him struggle. You guys wanted to be all over the bus. He's struggling, right? You know, he's getting beat down from his moms and hometown after you cried. You know, he cried. He did. And they got his ass whooped afterwards. I mean, y'all got to feel, y'all got to feel good about y'all. Are y'all ready to finally invest into Cody? I invest my laughter into Cody every week. I'm, I'm thinking. Because my goat would never get his ass beat in front of his mom. That wouldn't happen. But has he gone through enough? Like, seriously. So are we going, are we going to assume and say that he's beaten Brock at SummerSlam? He's going to have to after he got beat up to. as bad as he okay. did. Because so we're not going to see that. Cody again. We're not going to see him again until SummerSlam or maybe. No, right we'll, SummerSlam. See, we'll see him again. I think we'll see him again. We only have a couple more maybe, weeks anyways. Yeah, maybe not next week, but we'll, we'll, we'll see him on that go home Raw show. I think 
and uh, I think Brock is actually advertised for that go home for show next- too. And he's advertised for next week, I think, too, right? Remember, he he cut that quick promo and said, oh, see you at SummerSlam. Right, 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 that's right. That's right. Yep, yep. Boy, he said, he's, I'm going home. i see y'all in Detroit. I'm yeah. done right now. Yeah. But uh, you you would think he has to beat Brock. You would think he has to beat Brock. But then what's next for him? I know we talked about it on the last pod. But when he cut that promo and just said, hey, I'm next, I, I don't know how you get there. So does somebody else, unless, unless, and now I'm saying this out loud, is this where we get the return of Randy Orton? Could. That For story a half, is. At half a second, I thought I would, he was going to show up last night. And I forgot when exactly I thought it was because I was in the middle of cooking. But I was mm-hmm. like, it feels ripe. Did Riddle get beat? Did he get jumped by Imperium? After that, no, match? he got his ass beat by Gunther. Uh, he got his ass whooped by Gunther. I Ooh, know that. Oh, but <laughs> them chops, strike. They I was were like, going for should. it. They were going for it. And that match should. was better than their, their, their that match was better than their PLE match, which I thought was kind of interesting. I can't say. I just, I just thought to myself, I'm like, he's going. He being Gunther, he's going to give somebody a heart attack with those hits. Those hits are so hard to somebody's chest, and Riddle was just taking all of them. All of them. I mean, Riddle was going, he, he was going back at him. Hey, Still gonna beat though. his ass. He put some shorts on. <laughs> he, he was going back <laughs> at him. But yeah, now, now that Cody said that, if there's any time for Orton to come back, it's now. They have a ready-made feud from their history in WWE. And how beautiful would that be? How ironic would that be if Cody gets past Brock? Hey, Cody's about to finish his story. Orton comes back. They hug or whatever, and boom, RKO. And boom. now we run that story, you know, through the fall. Yep, until that's, it's ready that's for him That's probably to go the way to go, because, I mean, the heavyweight champion. Cody's not going after Seth. He's already said <laughs> he doesn't want that belt. And there's nobody else on Raw that's worthy of him holding the story, putting his story on hold to, to fight them. It's got to be Orton. This is, this is why I feel like you guys would be great friends with Tony Conker. This is some, This is like something he would book. Randy Orton versus Cody Rhodes. I was like, that's horrible booking. Like, why would you do that? Why do you think it's horrible? Do people like Randy Orton? They love Randy Orton. Has they, he been gone also, for they, a year? They also, they also loved Edge, too, and they turned Edge Hill. But we're, we're talking about Randy Orton right now, right? So regardless of what he comes back as, what are people going to do? They're going to tear their ass off for Randy. No, Orton. not he if, is over. He not is if over. Cody I, is as over as we think he is. Yep. I think Brock is more over cheered. than Randy. No, no. Brock is this, more this, Brock is more over than um Randy. And if he was able to get Brock to turn heel, then I could see no, Randy going heel. Brock has been positioned as a heel for most of his tenure well, since he's mm-hmm. been back. Randy Orton is a returning injured wrestler who's super over with all right. Even when he was a heel, he was getting Great power. We talked about back in the day when WWE was super stale. Randy Orton was getting like superstar pops. So you're going to bring back a returning superstar to feud against your star for the future? Nah, you don't do that. Absolutely, you don't do that. You come down if you want to. If you want to get Randy ready for Cody, you let him do what he's supposed to do. He beat on Riddle's ass until he put some shorts on, right? S- solidify him as a heel. Right, we're out that uh, welcoming hero uh, thing, and then you give him to Cody if you're going to do it. 
man, I, I don't think Riddle's over enough to bring Orton back for Riddle, though. I don't. But he got a, he got a, he got a hell of a reaction last night. But, but that's a that's a be that's a two be continued feud, right? Because RK bro, mm-hmm. that was hot a couple years ago, right? Oh, that kind of round. Your boy is hot tonight. Lord um, have mercy. Let's go. But yeah, so that means we we mess. still kind of we still remember that, right? <laughs> so there's still a little bit of sugar in that jar that it can kind of go back to. And yeah, and Brandy, please beat his ass to the shorts. Come back on. But I'll tell but you. Okay, so, so you just said it right there that Randy would be a heel. He said beat his ass until his shirts get back put on. Randy is, I, Randy is a snake. Randy is a snake. He is naturally a heel. He's always been a heel. He will always be a heel. We've all also said who's the only person who's going to whoop Rhea's ass that's a man is going to be Randy. Randy's going to be But I also said you got you, you to give him somebody else just to kind of get that. Because he's going to come back with a warrior's welcome. With a hero's welcome, I should say. Right? You don't give him that hero's welcome return in a feud against your top baby face. But he's not. You give him according, somebody else first. But according to your storyline, he he would still be a heel because he's going to come back against Riddle and be a heel. And that he would be absolutely cheered if Over he turns Riddle. on Riddle. Yep. Yeah. So, I, I just, though the key thing is, I said you wear out. You're just worried welcome. that your boy Cody's be flouting his back again for weeks and weeks and weeks if Orton comes back. And hits him with that no, punt kick and no, RK y'all. No, that, no, that's no, all like, it is. I, I just think it's bad business. And you see it on, on your favorite show, AEW, when you guys have these two guys that are equally over against each other. Like, right? At the end of the day, you're you're asking the audience, regardless of how they're positioned, right? Because people are going to care about who they're going to care about. You're asking the audience to pick who they're going to cheer for, right? You're going to split the audience, potentially, with a few like that. And that's not something you want with your you know, next baby face or your next big heel. You want to have a definite, I'm booing this guy, I'm cheering this guy. And you're not going to have that in that scenario. But y'all got to, it's, it's a bad idea. It's okay, you guys have them all the time. Rhodesia, bring back the theme. Bring back the theme. I've already said it. It doesn't matter because next yeah. week he's going to forget he said it. So Bring back the around, around this time, you guys, any listeners of the podcast knows Ishan never remembers what he says from week to week. So this one is almost close to being like in history, the quickest. It's not though. Two weeks ago was the quickest. But last week we just talked about, and you asked us, so this is really bad. This is your question. You asked us, you said, hey, if you can only watch one show, which one would it be? WWE and AEW. And both Radiz and I said WWE. So there's no way that AEW is our favorite show. And my, my favorite show in AEW is Collision, which they've done that fantastically well. So, ah, he was but off it, again, man. You but but, not, bad, but it's, it's, nice it's, job waiting 14 minutes in, before you it's, forgot. It's, what it's, just, it's just a bad booking decision that you guys got to be AEW fans. I mean, that's okay. what I'm saying. So then, okay, so I'll entertain this conversation with you for just a moment. Who else then will be next for Cody? And then help me make I that about, decision. I, I was just about to tell you, bring back Ray Wyatt. Bring him back. Where's the Cody Rose. That one? Let's go with it. That doesn't that doesn't make sense though. Is there, why, would, for that one? why would the fiend come back after or Ray Wyatt come after Cody? Why not? Is he is, is Cody really Uncle Howdy? Who I don't know who's Uncle Howdy. I, you might be Uncle Howdy. I don't know. <laughs> we ain't told the story yet. <laughs> That's crazy talk. I mean, he got gray in his beard. I mean, it ain't kind of work. Hey, quite as kept Matt was kind of gone a lot last fall, right? No yeah. joking. <laughs> he was doing this thing the other day. I saw him. I mean, <laughs> you know, now. 
So, yeah, so they, they've completely set that up. Now that match is official, which we knew already. No stipulation yet. We'll see if they add a stipulation to it. It's a rubber band <laughs> stipulation. I, that's what I said, man. King of the South, T.I. Rubber band, man. There rubber match. It's, it's all there. Let's so I, I, thought that, I thought that was a really good piece of business. I love the, the Seth and Finn segment, sit down. That was what the first promo segment was supposed to be. Until the crowd hijacked it and Finn couldn't get his lines out and he was flustered. But we're here now. They're billing SummerSlam. Yep, they're billing SummerSlam in seven years in the making. Uh, The build, yes, he said, I want my rematch. But if you kind of take that out of it, this feels like they really haven't wrestled yet, the way this build is going. Uh, But it was a fantastic piece of business. I I loved how Seth got serious when Mm -hmm. Finn came in. Uh, it was it was just it was it was fantastic. Two two thumbs up there. I still don't think Seth loses, but damn. I'm telling you though, I'm on the side. Man, of it, it, it would it would it would it would be a moment. It would be a moment. I mean, if do you does. blow up Judgment Day then? So does Finn win? And then immediately, we've seen this story happen before. But then, do we see um cash in? What they call him? <laughs> Could the, you imagine? What, 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 what the senior they call money him? In the bank. Senior money in the bank. bank. Yeah, senior. Yeah. Can you imagine senior then cashing in on Finn? Oh, to be honest, day would be that's why I think. That's why I think this is all going towards. I'm Oof. like, okay, this is because you think everything's all good. You know, they're you know Finn and senior, they're handshaking, smiling at each other. Everything seems to be good, right? All of a sudden, this match pops up and. You know, Senor comes in and does something to cost mm. in or mm. after or before and causes more friction, right? So, and they got to take it to the next level because the first match, he was involved. He stood up when Finn yep. was about to hit the coup de grace. There we he go. Like the Rudiger coup de grace. And so we, are, we heard back body. We heard be, back body drop. Corey Gray said back body drop. You should have saw Rudiger. You would have thought. I was so happy. You would have thought the Rock came back or something the way she popped up <laughs> when they said back body drop. <laughs> I was like, he listens to the TFW podcast. They Thank definitely you. listen. Sure. Thank you. Shout out, shout out to them. <laughs> they, for heard they heard you. I, I thought that was great. Uh, we were continuing Hot Potato with the back women's title. Yep. So shout out to the new champions, which I I, I hate to be down. I'm not down on them winning. Uh-oh. Sonya absolutely earned. The gold. We've talked about how incredible Chelsea's been. She's been mm-hmm. fantastic since she's been back. So shout out to them. Love to see them win. But all right, that's enough now. Y'all got to figure this out because. And then I saw uh, there was some information came out today that talked about WWE hopes that Chelsea and um, damn, I just said her name. Sonya. Sonya can. Hold the belts and, 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 and give stability to the tag team division. You could have you could have been given stability to the tag team division. It's your booking. The booking of the women's division is what's lacking. It's not the talent. If they wanted to make any of the old ex tag champs strong, they could have done it. So that one kind of like soured me a little bit when I, when I heard that. But if if this is going to turn into a long lengthy reign. So we do get these belts to be important. I'm all for it. But what do you guys think about uh, them winning the championship? I used to deny Sonya Deville for years. And no. it was something. And if, yes. And it was something about just her reign as the general manager. And she no. losing her job too. She got fired. But it was something that I'm like, whatever they gave her, she just steps into the shoes, fills it 
super big and you hate her. But that hate that you have for her is exactly what she wanted. And so she, when I'm, a, I'm a mark, I guess, in that case there. And time after time after time and how she weasels herself into different championship opportunities. And she can go in a ring. It's something about it. Just flip the switch on me. And, and, I'm, and I like her. like her a lot. I've always liked Chelsea Green. And so the two of them, when we saw like the first month of Chelsea being with the WWE, how maybe they're about to be a tag team, I just had really, really um, high standards and a bright future for the two of them. And I think right now it is full coming like full force. And I'm so happy that they won. I actually told Matt when in the middle of watching the match, I'm like, oh, hopefully they win. Because again, I, I did not want Liv to not win her opportunity back to get it. But I know it's like you said, it's hot potato on the tag champs. But sometimes somewhere in that match, I'm like, we need new tag champions because I, be I believe in them. And that's probably what it is, because I know you always talk about how Rhea or I'm sorry, um, Ron, what's her name? Raquel and Liv mm -hmm. are a makeshift team. Well, but then we also knew that they were going to lose being Raquel and Liv because Rhea uh, did Rhea. a number on her right, yep. you know, right before that. And I'm like, all right, well, that's that's their out. Mm hmm. And then it was great because I'm like, all right. And then Liv, Liv came and got her some. Yes, she did. At the end of that, in that main event, she came and got her some of Rhea. And unfortunately, she left uh, the arena yesterday in an arm sling. They said it was her wrist. And I'm sure it was when she hit Rhea. They went over to the timekeeper's table. If you watch, uh, they went over really, really clean. And when you go over that clean, it's hard to break your fall. My assumption is going to be she tried to break her fall with her wrist Wait, and wrist. hurt her wrist. So hopefully she's not out too long because I thought then like, okay, are they going live in Rhea at SummerSlam? Cause she got, she got some Rhea, which was, it was great to see. We haven't seen, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't include Natty, but we haven't seen anybody really get the upper hand on Rhea female wise. Shit. Have we? It's NXT. Honestly. NXT. Well, I mean, well, I guess no, it was with Charlotte. Okay, at, I'll give you Charlotte. Yep, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I'll that, give you Charlotte. That few, but since then she's been almost untouchable, and she wasn't last night. So I thought that was really, really cool. Uh, e, so now knowing that Raquel has no title, Liv has no title. If you had the book, who are you booking Rhea against at SummerSlam? Uh, maybe that wasn't on the rumored matches, right? But we, I think we talked about you know Rhea. And Raquel, right? It said you know, Raquel. Said? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did it say? Yeah. So this is a way to get there. Um, you know, I'm not 100% surprised that they lost the championships. To be honest, I kind of wanted them to lose championships. And I wanted Sonya and Chelsea to win. Because um, we talked about the chat, the women's tag team championships um, a few pods ago, right? We talked about mm -hmm. how it, it just kind of was, was a useless title. You know, they had makeshift teams. No one was really over. Um, and I kind of wanted Rhonda and Shayna to kind of be the stable thing because they, you know, they were both huge stars, big personalities, and hopefully, hopefully can carry the division. But we found out soon after that, you know, Rhonda wants out, right? She wants to, you know, I don't know if she's retiring, retiring. Um, and she wanted her last match to be against Shayna. So they had to get to that match at SummerSlam. So they lost the championships, right? And we also don't know what could have been with um, Liv and Raquel previously before this, right? Because I know Liv got injured. Um, yep. I'm not, sh you know, either before the match or after the match or whatever the case may be. Um, so this might have just been a way to get the titles onto another heel team. Uh, I'm for it. Like, right? Because I, I think 
Chelsea's an awesome personality. I think she, I think uh, Sonya, let's talk for a minute. I think her gear is phenomenal. Like mm-hmm. she has really, like mm-hmm. she always, like since she's made the change with the GM character, like her gear is just like top notch. You know, she yep. talks, even when she was she a GM, her her suits was sweet. She oh, always has swagger. Is awesome, right? Always swagger. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I I think that I think the belts are finally in good hands currently, and I'm all for uh, Raquel and Rhea. Right? We kind of wanted to see that even back in NXT days. Right. Um, I'm I'm hoping they can heat Raquel up enough. You got two to make weeks. Her a serious challenger. You got two weeks. So. And that, and that's why I wonder maybe if they were going to pivot to live. If Raquel knee is hurt, you know, if, that, if her knee was hurt enough to where they lost the tag titles for her to be a hundred percent healthy going into SummerSlam, I, we'll see how they how they get there. Yeah. But um, it was a good piece of business. That was a good piece of business. Speaking yeah. of people who were hurt too, shout out to Bailey. Hopefully she's okay. She got hurt at uh, the house show live event on Sunday, mm-hmm. non contact. She went down, held her knee. They put her out there the match. She said she's gonna be good. She posted a video. In the training room with just ice on her knee. Somebody had video of her walking out the arena. No crutch, but she had a limp. So hopefully she's good to go because that would have been devastating if she would have been out again. Yeah. But it looks she like was, she should she was be out okay. for almost a year and a half. Or was it a long, yeah. long, long, long time? It's him a long, long time. time. Yep. So I got to eat some crow. You guys know, not the biggest fan of the Viking Raiders. It has nothing to do with them, the talent. I love War Raiders. It's a war machine. It is a gimmick. Match comes on yesterday. It's the Viking Rules match. Viking Raiders and Alpha Academy. Which Viking Rules is no rules. Is essentially no rules. Basically, it's no DQ. Right? <laughs> no DQ. I'm, I'm like, man, if it, was, if it was time for me to do something, this is the perfect time for me to do it. I think I, think I went on Twitter a little bit. Uh, our guy Brandon was at the show, so I'm texting with him. And I'm watching the match, and I'm like, this match actually isn't that bad. Let me, like, dial in. Let me start watching. Yes! Gotta yes. admit. Yes! Yes! May, outside of the main event. Come over to the side. Why was the best match Come on the show? Come over to the side. So, hey, look, if, if I shit on Viking Raiders, I gotta give them their props. Alpha Thank Academy and, and Viking Raiders did the damn thing yesterday. I loved everything about that match. It, that was really, really entertaining. Really entertaining. Uh, so shout out to them. It was it was much her, better than what than what I thought. And she and she broke her cherry again, speared through the table. Max she did. So she, soon, soon, soon as she got that jacket, <laughs> she went right through that table. <laughs> oh. And she took it too. Mm-hmm. So she didn't run from it. So that 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 was really good. That was really 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 good. Uh, one thing that's not good, in my opinion, you guys tell me what you think. We all know the three of us is from Detroit. SummerSlam is in Detroit. Not that I was looking for an Eminem theme song, right? We've heard Lose Yourself more than enough. I'm good on Lose Yourself. Big Sean. We have so much quality music from Detroit artists. Rodeje from the Entourage. If you wanted to go rock, they're not from Detroit, but Kiss, which is arguably like a top five rock group, has a song called Detroit Rock City. <laughs> we get none they of ha- that. They haven't used that before. No. We get born to be wild. That from what I know, there is no connection to Detroit on that. Bro, did you Google that? 
Wasn't oh, a fan not, of I, it. I ain't wasting my time on that. Oh, Lord. Wasn't a I'm fan of it. Wasn't a fan of it. I'm about to lay some tracks and be the new theme song for SummerSlam. Any other city? I want to know Any that. other pay-per-view? Okay. Detroit? SummerSlam? Nah. That ain't it. Maybe they'll have a second song. You know, like how they have just the, the main song, then they have the second song, which is really the more hot song anyways. That's what I'm hoping. They play some trick trick. <laughs> we definitely could have. We, we could have definitely got some trick trick. Eminem, welcome to Detroit. <laughs> we definitely could have got that. If Uzi show up to WrestleMania, trick trick, and could show up to <laughs> SummerSlam. Yeah. All right. So it's been long enough, guys. I ain't letting y'all get out of this. E, you can pander all you want. Radiza, you can pander all you want. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. Let's get to it. Y'all ready to have a real conversation about these Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus segments yet or no? Oh, I thought we was past that already. Y'all are, y'all ready to have a real dialogue about these promo segments? I don't have nothing to say about it. I'm indifferent to them. I told you there's always something missing. I don't know if it's just a difference in generations. Uh, it's just not sinking right. And, and like you said, you said it perfectly a couple weeks ago. It seems like they're hot, but they can't be hot at the same time. Something is off. Something is completely off. It happened again last night. And as, as excited as I am for the matches, you know, I, I was really high on the match in Saudi. I'm, I will be probably just as high, if not higher, on their match for SummerSlam. But this isn't it. They, it, do, it doesn't work. Their segments together don't work. Like, they're batting, like, one out of four yeah. good segments. It, it just, it's just off. And then I thought, like, man, is it maybe because they're feuding for, like, too long? Because this has been going on for a long time. And I'm like, no. It's just, like, it doesn't it, – I, I said it before, but it truly feels like, hey, we're going to go out there. And what happens, happens. <laughs> See you out there. And then that's it. It's, it, it, uh, it. It wasn't. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. Um, should be fun to see Becky and Zoe wrestle next week. And of course, the stipulation is if Zoe loses, we get Trish and, and Becky at mm-hmm. SummerSlam. We know that's the end game. But yeah, these segments aren't it. And I, I don't know whose fault it is. I guess we really won't know whose fault it is until Trish fused with someone else. Right. And then see right. what that looks like. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, that, was, that wasn't good. Wasn't good. I didn't like it. Uh, what else from uh, Raw? That's all I had. That's why I completely forgot about, about Trish and Becky. That's all I, I was already tapped out. We talked about um, last episode. It is now a year in Triple H's head of creative run. Give me a letter grade. What would you give Triple H in his first year? Am I just doing a grade? Am I giving some context to it? You can do what you want. All right. So I'll just say I'm going to give him an A minus. And I'll just give a couple of reasons why. So when you go back this last year, you look at when he took over. It's safe to say SummerSlam was mostly Vince, right? Last year. 
well, the the card was already flushed yeah. out. Yeah, I'm still going to call it. Yeah. I still okay. call events because, like you're right, you can kind of produce it differently, but the card is the card. And well, I we know they produce it differently. Remember, that was when we got damage control for the first time, and ain't no that, way in yeah. hell this was just a Vince led show. We would have got EO and Dakota back. That is true. Um, Cash Clash in Castle. Castle. They. Yep, that was probably, September, and that was probably still also a little bit of events, right? He probably already had that. He had it booked already. Um, so I'm going I'm to take those two out. I'm taking SummerSlam and Clash at the Castle out. So then you look at Survivor Series where we get war games, probably the best war games I've ever seen with the bloodline. You double back with Rubble, Royal Rumble. You get WrestleMania, night one and two. That could be arguably individually somebody's best WrestleManias of modern time. Um, Backlash, incredible. Money back, money in the bank, pretty solid. You look at that, look at all those PLEs that he's put on. You look at how hot the crowd is. You look at just even how you mentioned that are these new fans we're talking about here? If they are, if they aren't, they're hot. People want to watch. I would give him an A plus for that kind of stuff. And the reason, only reason why I bring it down a little bit is because of some of his, um, the women's division. Overall, I think this improving now, but the tag is non-existent. And then some of his callbacks. So you have somebody like Bray, Carrion. Braun he brought back, but Braun is injured though, right? Yep. So I just have to bring his grade down a little bit. The call-ups of NXT, I can't really say completely as Triple H's because we know Shawn Michaels was um, under their, his, they were under his leadership for a while. So overall, I'm going to give him an A- just because the PLEs and how exciting the shows have been. I would have said A+, but he has to take a little bit of, of something for some of these bad callbacks and not having a solid women's tag team division. Long-winded answer, but that's overall kind of my thoughts around how he's did his first year. Hey, so I just did some uh, um, pause for a second. I did some uh, intensive googling about this uh, "Born to Be Wild" song. I was just really interested that, that you said that. What you got? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Not a damn thing, huh? <laughs> Hey, well, so uh, first I searched for Detroit, right? No, there okay. are some Detroit references, but I, I, I didn't dive into them. So I, I, I looked to see where the group came from. And they're Toronto-born okay. from Los Angeles. Toronto ain't Detroit, goddammit. So it's close, but right. I'll give you it's, something. It's a four, four and a half no, hour no, drive. You ain't the D, I'll you know what I'm saying? So like, there's there's something to that boo that you gave them for picking that song. But if... Hey, if there's, there's some kind of significance to this song, I, we've all heard it. Um, please let us know. But let us know, please. Back, yeah, yeah, because yeah, was, and then I'll, I'll take it back if I need to. Y'all, y'all know I have no problem walking things back. But I would. This was one of the things I was most excited for to see what theme song they were going to pick. Because I'm like, oh, man, yeah. it's got to be something Detroit related. Yeah. Come on now. It and, been. Yeah. Yeah. No. I was trying. Let's see. This this guess goes back to the trip ways. I, I expect, hey, Triple H got to have a reason, right? He done talked to the people <laughs> about representing, you know, for the TFW podcast at SummerSlam. Because he know that I'm like an inch away from a running in on Ford Field, y'all. Because if Cody go down, I'm coming down. Because it ain't going to be good. You know what I'm saying? You know what that means. So. Eshan's about to be banned from Ford Field for life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, let me be honest with you. Full transparent. I ain't never been to Ford Field. I lived there all my life. So if I ain't got to go back for Cody, I'm doing my due diligence <laughs> as an invested fan, okay? You're going to make it worth, worth it. Got oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's you the know great, what? Um, so that's the problem. You See, and that's the issue, man. If you were at that show yeah. last night at Raw, yeah. you could have helped Cody. 
Because yeah, evidently Cody ain't got evidently Cody ain't got no friends backstage. This man Brock breaks his arm every other week. Ain't nobody coming out to help <laughs> Cody. E, you was the one to help, and you wasn't even there, man. Hey, you know what? I, I had some guilt and hurt in my soul last night when going to bed. I couldn't sleep. You and I should have turned it. I was. Yeah, man. I was trying to wait on the family originally to get like uh, group tickets. Uh, it's you know like all our kids are into wrestling, so I was gonna buy tickets for the whole family. So it was uh six kids and you know four adults. I was just gonna go ahead and do it. Man. Um, however, I was hoping to get a little bit back, maybe twenty percent of the tab back, but nobody wanted to chip in. Oof. So I didn't go, but I started to go ahead and buy a ticket and roll dolo, but I didn't. Right, I could have walked in. I would have saw it happening because I was. We're gonna go back to the Triple H thing. You know, Bully Ray had mentioned on Busted Open the other day, and he said that he felt like uh, Cody is on a nine out of ten as far as full investment from the WWE universe. And he said, "What well, kind of would have brought it over if somebody from the crowd, stage or not, would have jumped in on Brock on Cody's behalf?" Right, it kind of made it a big deal. It would made like a big thing for fans to be like, "Hey, I gotta come save Cody." And that could have been me, right, Matt? So you, you're right, man. I, I, I would have came. I would have jumped, Brock. No, actually, no, I wouldn't. I was about okay. to say you would not have touched. I don't Brock. think. I don't think I would. I don't think I'd jump. See, I would grab a ref. I don't think I would come after Brock. <laughs> like so, if four feel you lose, Brock, I ain't coming after you, fam. I mean, I don't want no parts of that. Okay, <laughs> um, no parts. Um, but let me get to your your question. That's an awesome um, question, Matt. I'm gonna go ahead and give Triple H an an A. Um, overall, um, I think Rhodesia, you are absolutely correct with those callbacks because we kind of alluded to it a little bit. Um, you know, you look at Tegan Knox, like what's she doing? Mm. Why is she there? Um, Emma. Emma, you know, like, uh, this, this is a, you know, we think about you no know, Dexter, we got Johnny, um, you know, we got, you know, Scarlett and Carrion, um, we got oh, my hit bro. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, we got my I, hit, I, for you because you said let's not bring him up. I have purposely not brought up hit roll oh my over the last few weeks. It's it's you you. I mean yeah. At this point you gotta you can't. It's unavoidable, right? But you know so many of those callouts. But I mean he got a lot of people right, and he actually rejuvenated a lot of these acts. Right, we talk about Judgment Day right before Triple H took over. Like we didn't care about. I don't know what the fan base did. You know, but we didn't care about Judgment Day as mm-hmm. fans. We were like, mm-hmm. oh, man, these guys are horrible. Well, I right? hated Judgment Day for a particular reason, but I digress. Um, But, yeah, so we, we didn't care about Judgment Day, but we do now, right? Um, You know, Bloodline, he kept that going, made them hot. Um, You know, Bronson Reed actually was a pretty good callback. Um, he hasn't really hit just yet, right? Um, Brian Strowman was actually pretty. I think Brian has been doing the best work in his WWE career as a recent, like, right? So he's gotten some things wrong, but he got a lot of things right. But what ultimately he helped, um, a fully watch, watchable and exciting, you know, Raw and SmackDown, right? We no longer see any of the garbage that so does that as fans. He got rid of 24 7 championship. Um, there's so many small things that change under his regime that really enhanced the overall product. And even if you no know, Vince right now is, you know, it's obviously has his fingerprints all over these shows. You can tell that he has his fingerprints over a much better like script and vision. 
right? And so I think we're getting a, a, a good product. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give him an A. Yeah, I'm going to go A minus and a little bit differently than what you guys said because you guys know that my reason why it's not an A or A plus is because Raw was was poor last October and November. I remember those shows. It, it was it was rough watching those That's shows. Fair. Yep. Uh, it just wasn't good. Raw wasn't good. It wasn't anything really to tune into. But if you look now, and it's all about popularity. It's all about, you know, I talk a lot about emotional investment. I talk a lot about, like, who you care about. A couple years ago, AEW was so hot and so hot. popular. We loved and it. such a cool product. And I, I just always tell E all the time, everybody's over. Everybody like, we would, over. We, would, we, would, we would watch Dynamite, and everybody who was on screen was over. Tito from caring from catering, we was cheering him. Over, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, it is flipped, and everything we know, everything flips. Everything you know, whatever goes in is old is new, and yeah. every everything goes in cycles. But listen to this top tier group in WWE right now, and tell me the last time you can remember these many people being legit over. Okay, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. Gunther, Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Rhea Ripley, Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso, Finn Balor, Drew McIntyre, EO Sky, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, Dominic Mysterio, Solo, Charlotte Flair, Bailey. Logan Paul. I will throw Ricochet in there now, but I can see if somebody didn't want to. Uh, Street Profits. L.A. Knight. Otis. Chad Gable. Zelina Vega. Shinsuke Nakamura. And I'm stopping now because I've just kind of gone through. So that's 28. That's 28 people, including And I would say those people are truly over. Right? That you you care about them. They're they're anything they're probably involved in, you kind of care about. Their matches are going to be loud from the crowd. When's the last time we had that many people in WWE that we cared about? It's been a really, really long time. A very long time. It's been a long time. Mm -hmm. And you know what, Matt? Uh, Like, it escaped my, uh, my mind at the time when I was going through uh, my list, um, but two people that stood out from that list of uh, the twenty-eight guys you you mentioned: L.A. Knight mm-hmm. and Gunther. Where were they before Triple H? Almost out of the company. Yep. Like right, we just did a show last week. We talked about you know you think that L.A. Knight is the hottest guy yeah. in the in the company. Like right, he was, he was a completely different person a year ago. Yep. Completely different character, you know, and Guther was on his way out of the company, right? And we're talking about all these bangers of matches that he's been having. So I think he's doing a great job. Great yep. job. And that's what it is. When you have so many, I was you know, watching Raw last night. Cody is the top guy on Raw. You, you can argue Cody or Seth. We can have that argument, okay? But you can go 1A, 1B. But then you also go KO and Sammy have been instrumental in what they've done on Raw. Gunther's up there right now. And I'm probably forgetting one more that I thought about. But that's, you basically have five top acts on Raw. And you go to SmackDown, you look at the entire bloodline. 
You go L.A. Night now. Uh, you're about to have Bobby Lashley now. You just look mm-hmm. at there's so many popular acts that WWE has right now. So that's why the product is hot. It's more than just one person. You know, yeah. a lot of times during that Cena era, it was Cena. And, and yeah, who who Cena feuding with? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. And then, yeah, yeah. you would go. Yeah. So shout out to them. So I, yeah, I give them an A minus just because of the the weaker time we had in October, November. We know nothing's always going to hit. But they're doing some really, really good things. And if you look at just how SummerSlam is shaping up, that looks to be like the WrestleMania of the summer, the way SummerSlam used to be years and years and years ago. They're doing some great stuff. So and I'm very, very happy to see that. Very hey, happy real, to see that. Real quick for you guys, uh, transition something else. Just, uh, just from fans, right? Just us talking. Matt, you and I, we talked about how happy we were with AW, AW a couple years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you were a little bit like I was super high on AEW, and I'm still a fan of the show, even though I talk a lot of junk. Um, do you feel like your fandom right now is higher? Do you feel like you have the same level of fandom for WWE that you did AEW a couple years ago? That is a great question. I'm only asking um, Matt specifically, Rodigi, because I didn't talk to you a lot about AEW back then. So are you asking me, am I a, as much of a fan of WWE now as I was AEW a couple years ago? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. Because it's I'm hard to know. AEW was new. AEW was And they was were new. hot, man. They only had one and, show. It was only two and, hours. And we, we uh, needed something different from what and, we've and that was what it was gotten. Too. Right? And that's what it was. Like, I was in heaven with AEW because it was much more adult-oriented. You know, they were allowed to curse. They were bleeding. Uh, you could tell that the promos weren't scripted at all. And, and we had gotten to a point in WWE where everything just felt so canned. That's the other Even thing, too. That's Even the other NXT. thing, too, that we kind of haven't talked about. And we know they still have scripted promos in WWE. But, boy, are they allowed to ev- evidently put their own flavor on it or use their own cadence or throw in some of their own words. Like, Ricochet, one of the things about Ricochet, he always says homie. And I can always tell, like, when he's comfortable, if he says homie. Mm-hmm. And that promo he had with Logan Paul, even though Logan Paul got him in the promo battle, got he him. said homie. And I'm like, okay, I haven't heard him say homie in a long time on WWE TV. So they're, they're even more comfortable on camera. I think that has a lot to do with it, too. But, man, I was super high on AEW. Like, I was, I mean, hell, we've been to, I mean, countless amount of AEW shows. Yeah. Um, but I really love what WWE is doing right now. And a lot of it is bloodline related, but it doesn't matter. You know, same reason why when AEW first started, it was the us against them mentality of, no, this is our brand of wrestling. If you don't like what they're doing right now, come, come see us. So the same way I was on top of, you know, the Bucks and, and Cody and Kenny, because we got this movement that is fantastic. And we are going to show that we can make it work. Um, but man, like that's a great question. I, I would probably still have to say, I would have to say I am more of a fan of WWE now, and it's only because of the bloodline, because it's the best thing I've ever seen on wrestling television. You can, I mean, you can argue if we want to go back. We could argue Hogan and Savage. It's probably the only thing that could rival yeah. this story. Yeah, and I, it, 
we talked about it before and I would say a couple months ago, I would say it wasn't as good. Right. And I might just be from my childhood, you know, remember something I really loved, but now I got to say, I don't think it's, I don't think it's close. And I, and I think the two most important storylines in wrestling history is one, I think NWO. And I think two is Austin and McMahon. Yeah. And the only reason why I don't put Austin McMahon as like the number one storyline, like I do bloodline, McMahon wasn't a worker, right? Yeah, we saw him in a couple matches, but that was boss against employee, where this is family against family. You know, like the and everybody's a everybody's a worker. Everybody wrestles, so that's why I I personally have the bloodline over uh, anything else that I've that I've seen in wrestling. What about you, Rhodesia? I I didn't talk to you a lot about AW back then. I'm actually going to go the opposite because, yes, the product that we're getting in WWE in totality is better than what I remember when AEW first came out. But AEW gave me a feeling, a feeling that I've never felt before. So Mm. with that being said, my fandom for AEW was more exciting when they first came out than how I feel right now about WWE. Part of it is it's new. Part of it has been everything that I've always said I wanted in the show. You know, it was something different. And it was this wrestlers, again, the way they made it advertised. Three, I'm, thinking, I'm even going back to All In. Three guys coming together, four guys coming together saying, let's put up some money and put on a wrestling show, which we were at at All In. So I, we were there from the very beginning. So for me, that fandom, that knowing that, hey, we are, we are history. In that moment, it was present day, but we, we're a part of history. That's a certain feeling that I don't, I have never gotten from WWE and I won't because WWE is have been around. So for me, my fandom of AW when it first came out is more higher than it is right now. But the bloodline is again, is the best storyline I think I will ever see in wrestling history. Yeah. You know, we, I, I forget specifically what you said that kind of sparked that question in my mind, uh, Matt, but I'm with you as well. Rhodesia. Um, I think I was, I think I'm trying to you know talk about, my way through my own feelings because when you mentioned it, I was like, oh, you know what? I kind of feel like, and my passion for AEW at the time was a little bit higher than my entertainment overall for WWE, which I'm still entertained by. I actually really like both shows right now. I still wish Raw was two hours, um, mm-hmm. but for a three hour show, it's, it's pretty darn good. I haven't thought Raw was a good show in years, but you're right, Matt. There was a time where I I was invested in every single character on AEW. Every single character from like uh, the lower card to the mid card to the upper card. Um, I just was into everything and everybody. Yeah, it had just things I didn't like about the show, but I just was into every single body. And I can't say that right now on a SmackDown or a Raw that I'm into every single character, or even the majority of the characters. I'm, I'm into enough of the characters to where if there's something on that I'm not necessarily interested in, I can watch that and wait till I get to the segment of the thing. To get to I where you like. are interested. Right. Yeah. Right. So just completely checking out like I would back in the day. But with AEW, you know, that two hours, I was in. I was invested in, into everybody. Um, it makes me kind of sad that, not again, I'm still a fan of AEW, um, but I just lost a lot of that magic. Um, you know, we're going to get into Dynamite. You know, pretty soon, AEW in general. Um, but yeah, um, I would probably say that I was probably 
more excited as fan. But again, you know, look, you no know, WWE right now is the is the is the old friend that that you know that knocked on the door, like right, like hey, how you doing? I missed you, right? I always loved you. You know, we got mad at each other for a couple of years. <laughs> hey, we back. It's all hugs, it's all love, right? Like AEW was that new hot thing that I ain't never seen before. You know, that to smell good, look good, taste good. You know what I'm saying? So there's something it's to be funny said about you say you know, that. New. I you, that made me think of the once in a lifetime, the first time. Uh, thinking of The Rock, my old love, and John Cena, my new love. And in the end, I think I end up um, going on John Cena's side. I think sure if my did. memory serves me, serves me correct. Yeah. Yeah. I I like, and I, I was surprised. Person, and I was so surprised. You're the only person in the entire stadium cheering for uh, yeah. Cena at that time. Well, yeah. only adult. The kids had, <laughs> kids had that unlocked for Cena. That's a great question, though, E. So that was a good bring up. I think, too, that um, a little bit of the shine is off of AEW right now, but they're getting it back for me personally with Collision. Hmm. For me, it's arguably, if you said, hey, Matt, which show is the best wrestling show on TV? Take everything into account. It, of course, it comes down to SmackDown or Collision. Mm -hmm. But it's like <laughs> collisions, Collision is collision is damn near perfect to me. Yes, if you want a little bit more sports entertainment and storylines, they really don't have that. They do a great mm -hmm. job of setting things up on Collision yeah. with video packages, things of that nature, but you're not getting the MJF, Adam Cole shenanigans you know, on collision. I, and I get that. I, they are going to have to add some of that in, but just from a wrestling show, when I sit down, I, I get excited to watch collision. And I still get excited to watch dynamite too, but there's just a lot of like collision is made for me. The format of, of dynamite isn't like made for the type of fan that I am still enjoy mm -hmm. it. Still watch mm -hmm. it every single week, but collision is my show. Right, the same way SmackDown was my show for the last six to eight months. Raw's been doing pretty good as of late. Really, probably since the draft, I guess. Or, no, actually, since they introduced that new world championship. Mm. And there's a correlation to that, too, of course. I was going to say when um, KO and Sammy went in the championship, too, because they were able to go back and forth. So I think that added to that on top of them having the world heavyweight. or What is what is Seth's belt called? The heavyweight? World the, heavyweight championship. World heavyweight that championship. is a heavyweight. Okay. And universal mm -hmm. heavyweight champion is Roman. So yeah. Um, I think with undisputed. the combination. There we go. The undisputed, right? That's disputed. Undisputed, but, yep. but yeah, you got that. You got the heavyweight belt. And then you have the tag being somebody other than the Usos coming back and forth. I think that both of those played a role into to Robbie and pretty good too. So we all agree. We love collision. We still enjoy dynamite, but e, I, I think you are much. I like lower, dynamite still. You, you are much lower on dynamite than I am right now. If there was one thing that you said, like, you can, I can only change one thing. What is that one thing for you for dynamite? to get you back on looking forward every single Wednesday to watch? That's a great question. And, you know, I, I kind of wanted to go on a tangent on the show a couple of days ago, but, you know, since I'm a loving man and I love all things, I don't really hold grudges against Hey, man, go hard. Tony, go. but... Because so, we, didn't, we didn't even talk about what you wanted 
to go off on. I, I think you went off on. You just said something about Wednesday, wasn't it? I was like, hey, hold that thought. We'll talk about it next pod. You got you got at least give us something. But no, the thing is, honestly, I don't really remember what set me off. I would have to watch it again. To be honest with you, I, I just I just have a hard time holding grudges. Um, but you know, when I watch the show, um, now I've always said that I respect I respect Chris Jericho and the work that he's done and how he's kind of you know he's redefined his body. I think his character almost every single time he's redoing he's redoing his character. Um, but I'm just not interested in him. Don't um, tell I'll, me if you had a magic wand <laughs> to give to Tony Khan and say, hey, look, Tony, this is what I need you to change for me to enjoy the show. Do not tell me your your number one thing would be do not have Chris Jericho on my TV. He got to come off my TV. Mm. <laughs> yeah, damn. He, he no, that's what it was. TV. That's what it was because you said that commander, Chris Jericho, wasn't it. Yeah, because they opened up the... Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, because so I thought so I'm tuning on to the wow. show already. I'm turned off because okay, it's a Chris Jericho match, and I'm not watching this. I check out. It doesn't matter who he's wrestling. So you tell I'm me you're not singing Judas? Hell to the no, man. I get rid of that song. <laughs> I hate that song now. Then you got you know Alex coming out there looking like a freaking clown, straight up looking like a clown. clown. You know, with Commander, clown. like with Commander, and. I, like I just immediately was just pissed off. I'm like, man, this is what you're doing to open the show. This is what we want to do. We got this, you know, we got this this young crowd, right, with this young demo, and you putting out fifty something year old Jericho and you know sixty something year old Don Callis, you know, forty something year old, uh, you know, Alex hopping around looking like a clown and commander. <laughs> I don't know. Clown. I don't know. I don't know who this man is. He, he might be young, but I'm like, man, this ain't it, man. I mean, it's just when I watch the show, it just seems, I don't want to say, I don't know if disorganized is the proper word I'm looking for, um, but it doesn't seem like the structure is there like it is on collision. It seems to be like a point to what they're trying to accomplish and what they're doing. It's, this seems like, hey, this is what I have a strong structure in place and this is how I want to drive this show, you know, from the start to with this, you know, the homage to the, you know, Saturday night. Um, what's the name of that show back in the day, man? I'm losing my mind. Which one? Slate here. Saturday night main event. Uh, Saturday night main event, right? The homage to those interviews to the video package. It seemed like there's like a, there's a point to everything, single thing on that show. And I don't always know what I'm supposed to get out of when I watch dynamite. Um, it's just, I don't know specifically what it is, man, but it just don't do it for me. Outside of um, Adam Cole and MJF, that's the best. I, I love that. Yep. And you're you're not by yourself. I am big into attendance. Where some people talk a ton about ratings, I don't care about ratings. Me and Matt have conversations all the time. He he'll talk about new hip hop artists and how big they are. And my first question every single time is, when have they gone on the arena tour? And typically they haven't. And I said, then they're not as popular as you think they are. I don't care about streams. To me, streams is kind of equal to ratings for TV. Okay, you can have all the streams you want. But when it comes down to people who are putting money down to come see you, that tells me all I need to know. And right now, WWE is super hot. Sold out State Farm. First time they've sold out that arena in a long time. We see every single week. Sold out, sold out, sold out, sold out, sold out. AEW is not really hitting that. 
outside of Chicago, typically when they are going back to a market, they are selling less tickets than they did the time they were there previously. Chicago, the last couple of times, they've actually sold more tickets than last time. That is really but, strong. No, it's because the punk came back too, though. Correct. Hey, but it is what it is, though. Yeah. Right? But when I look and see, I remember when Dynamite was doing 6,000, 7,000 weekly. And then we look at some of the ticket sales and they're at 2,900, 2,800, 3,200. It's like, okay, well, there is something that they're doing that people don't want to go spend money on to see them. The majority, yes, still. But that's all the market research you need to do is if there are sections of people that aren't there, okay, and they were last time, there's something that we need to tweak. Now, Collision, I I, I take that away just because, once again, it's a new IP. They got to build, and I think they will if they continue down the path that they are. But I don't think you're by yourself in that. And I'm hoping that we, we turn around. The show has been good. We got blood and guts this week. A lot of people should be excited for that. They're in Boston. Uh, I think they've hit 6,000 tickets sold, so it should be allowed. Packed house for, for that show. And we've already talked about what we got this summer. This is a big, big summer for AEW. It, the news, I guess, kind of broke last week that they're thinking about, they're looking into expanding pay-per-view. For AEW, uh, Time Warner, WBD, wants more shows, more pay-per-views. Tony comes out and basically says that there's that's something they're, they're thinking about. He hasn't commented on if that means once a month, if that means once every other month. He hasn't said, but the one comment he did make was, I don't think any company that has expanded pay-per-view has lost money or felt it was the wrong move. We know they're not going to lose money. They have a hardcore fan base that if they decide to go once a month, they're going to get enough to make money. My question to you two is, from a quality perspective, do you think their shows, their weekly TV, their weekly stories, do they get better if they expand pay-per-views or do they get worse? I would think that they will stay the same because when I first saw that rumor there, they practically have monthly PLEs or pay-per-views. Um, you look at things like for, forgetting, forgetting, forgetting door, forbidden forgetting door, door, forgetting door. <laughs> you got like fighter fest. You got the grand slams. I think it's what it's called. You have all these blood and guts. You have all these already extra shows. Those can already be your pay-per-view shows already. Um, now, as far as the rest of the storyline, we know what we're getting out of Dynamite. You know, we're getting out of Collision. Again, now, if we're talking about a Collision pay-per-view, we don't know what that is. That's, a, you know, territory we know nothing about right now. But as far as them having monthly pay-per-views or more than the four or the three that they have, I think they can absolutely do it. They already have names that they can already plug into using it. As far as will it get better or worse, I think it's going to be the same. I, I think maybe it get a little bit tighter and a little bit better because now you can build saying, hey, we're going to run this for two pay-per-view um, scenes and then we'll switch off to something else. So I think that would naturally, hopefully tighten it up and make it a little bit better. But overall, I don't think it's going to do that much of a difference. So, you know, uh, I think you're right, Radicia, as far as the forbidden door and the double or nothing pay-per-view. I think there might have been another uh, pay-per-view 
in between that. And I think that during that time period, their um, creative suffered um, because they were kind of speeding to each pay-per-view um, for storyline purposes. Like, right. They did. Oh, and, for sure. This last, yeah, they did. Uh-huh. And uh, I think we noticed that the year before that. So definitely during this stretch of uh month after month pay-per-views I, to us, you know, and think about it in retrospect, we disliked the creative during that time period. If that was a consistent state of being for them, um, I don't, I think they would be in trouble. Um, I think that their creative has gotten a little better. Could they be able to slow down and kind of focus on telling some rich stories and building two matches um, down the line? If we were to get WWE style, you know, three week builds to a pay-per-view every month, I don't know if they have the creative structure in place, at least not on Dynamite, not that team, to do something that makes it compelling, especially when you're asking a fan base now to pay $50 a month every month that might be a stretch for some people right that would especially be the thing. Mm-hmm. with a lot of us wrestling fans you know for years since wwe has dominated you know we're we're paying 9.99 yep right now heck i mean we're paying you know six bucks a month or you know in some people's cases with you know peacock depending on your subscription you might have paid twenty dollars for the whole year you know right and you're getting amazing content. So my question, though, and I, I don't know if I read it. I, I think I looked at the same thing that you saw, Matt, was why does WW, why does WW, why does WB <laughs> want AEW to have more pay-per-views? What's in it for them? More right? money, baby. That's all money. More money, baby. How so? Because WB doesn't have a stake in the company. They're not getting that extra money. But the pay-per-views... I'm going to go to AEW's pocket, which is a great thing. It's got to be some type of kickback through Bleacher Report mm-hmm. or something because it, it is it was strictly a money thing. Right. So or, you know, you know, WB has this max, you know, that you know with, with Discovery and Warner Brother content, could we be seeing a possible AEW uh, you know, shows, ROH shows possibly on WB and a couple of their pay-per-views that might enter that step, that platform. Well, they talked about, and that's what I thought. If you guys remember, I called, yeah, I said months that ago. months ago. I'm like, hey, All In is going to be on Max. All Out will be a traditional pay-per-view. Last week, word was they are both going to be on pay-per-view. Tony Khan Ooh. said today on the ROH conference call, the media call that they had, that uh, he, I guess, will know or, or he'll discuss exactly how all in will be seen, but he did he did guarantee or state that uh, it will be at night in the UK, which means it'll be early afternoon here in the US. But it looks like both are going to be on pay per view. So asking your fans to buy two pay per views in a seven day span, Ooh. maybe they come up with some type of combo deal: buy one, get one. You know, maybe you go a hundred dollars or ninety dollars total. Who knows? But to your point about the pay-per-views, um, I, I, yes, Max, that would be fantastic for all of us involved. But from a content perspective, I think it actually could help their storytelling. Because then you, ha- you have to be dialed in. And I'm going, I don't think they would go immediately to once a month. So I think they have, what, four right now, a year? Revolution, Full Gear, All Out, and um, Double or Nothing. Okay, so if That's you go to four. six, 
So go to all, six. All in, right? All in, all out. Or all out, yeah. Double so nothing. Forbidden door. They revolution. Oh, Forbidden Door too. Yeah. Which I, you know, I, I kind of don't count Forbidden Door. That show, I think you kind of got your buys. Like, yeah. You because it's it, your dream matches again. It's yeah. Dream. It's, yeah, like it's, it's, it's one of those. Uh, so then say they add two more. That takes them to so six or Fighter seven. Fest. So, so now, but now you're going every other month. I think that's doable, and actually, I think that that could tighten up their storytelling because what that would force them to do is, or can't say force, but you would hope it would do mm-hmm. is they know their map out. Cause that's one thing I will, you got to give Tony Khan and the, and the team. If they didn't have this time frame mapped out, TV would be an absolute cluster. And it's not. And what I mean by that is you went right from um, forbidden door Going into blood and guts, going into all collision, in. collision, collision, yep, all in, all, all out. out, and everything is kind of making sense. So that means that they have a they they have a there, there's a plan. They're working their plan, and it, and it it is coming out on TV where it makes sense. You would just think if they if they went with you know two more pay per views a year, three more pay per views a year, the stories would have to be tighter. So we wouldn't see as much as we do now of. Hey, uh, pay per view was in mm-hmm. seven days. We only got three matches, and in that last show, they throw six matches at us from the pay per view. Mm-hmm. You would Which you would hope that care. goes away. Yep. Yeah, you would hope that goes away. Oh, I mean, as we always say, we'll see. Anything that that helps them grow, I think is great. But to me, that key is getting them on max. There was something that came out that talked about the max platform doesn't have the capability for live what? programming. And oh, I started wow. thinking, like, have we ever seen anything live on Max? And I'm not sure if we have. No. I think everything has been taped. Those so, concerts, those were on Amazon, right? Well, the weekend concert was on Max, but I, I don't. That wasn't I'm live, sure that wasn't think, live. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, it wasn't live. No. Yep. Okay. Uh, last thing on AEW, unless you guys got something, the band moves list. Now this could be all for nothing. Tony Khan said on that media call today that this doesn't make sense to me. He said that we wouldn't see a change in the TV product. It's more of letting the referee know things. That doesn't make sense to me when you hear this list. But if you guys don't know, last week it was reported, there was a document sent out that um, AEW medical team, coaches and referees came up with the protocols that we're about to talk about to help protect talent, staff, crew, and fans. Document that was sent out, outright banned, unprotected, chair shots to the head. We don't really see that now. Shots to the back of the head. We don't really see that now. Buckle bombs and blind moves backwards into the turnbuckle. Basically meaning that you don't see the blow coming. Uh, Caesar sales. So Brian got his last one at Forbidden Door. Nobody can fake Caesars now. <laughs> Spitting, bleeding in the crowd, weapons or projectiles in the crowd. Taking drinks or food from the guests in the crowd or physical contact with the crowd. That was straight to Adam Page right there. <laughs> uh, blood on objects is also not allowed to be thrown into the crowd. The report noted there was also a group of spots that was much broader that was listed but still permitted. Medical and coaches much must approve them. Below is a list that could be adjusted by medical, legal, or coaching staff and is not set in stone. So here are the things that they have to get approved by a coach before they do it. Spots and bumps on the ring apron and outside. 
table, ladder, chair spots in and out of the ring. Any elevated spots outside of the barricades, which like dives and ladder spots on the stage, around the arena, and other places outside of the ring. All pile driver, tombstone variations, including sit-down drivers, inverted poison hurricanranas, inverter breakers, high-risk dives, or top rope moves. Intentional bleeding of any sort, not just blading. Throwing people into, through, over the steps. Commentary table, bell table, or guardware usage. And then chairs, pipes, candlesticks, hammers, ring bells, bats, chains, title belts, thumbtacks, barbed wire, other sharp puncturing objects, and strangling or choking a wrestler. So it's a lot there. Uh, so reading that now, I can see why Tony Khan would say it may not change what we see. Because if that stuff still gets approved, my only hope is we actually get it shot properly. If now... You got to get all that approved. There is no reason why we should be missing that shot. Because the coach or the producer should be telling the cameraman, hey, in this match, we're doing X, Y, Z. Make sure we hit it. There was, a, there was a spot last night that was incredible. It was in the main event. It was KO and Sammy. And the cameraman outside the ring had a shot of both of them doing a dive. KO does his dive first, and then Sammy goes over the top and does his dive. And the way they shot it, was damn near like out of an action movie. They shot KO, and without breaking the shot, they moved to the left, and you you caught Sammy's move. And you, so you see both guys down on the cell. You see both guys hit their move, and it was beautiful. And I'm like, well, they, they had to have said, this is the move we're going to do. Let's make sure we shoot that. And that's what we miss sometime in AEW. So if that list, hopefully this also helps with match one, not taking all the heat from yep. match six and doing the same yep. moves. But hopefully that, and also, if they have to get everything approved, that means everybody should be in the know on what we're doing. Let's shoot it so we get that effect like we should at home. So here's what are my thoughts on this, because I didn't think that we was going to see much of a difference anyways. But let's say you do a band move, but let's say it goes over very well. Where's in the accountability or the enforcement of it? So just like with all regulations, regulations are cool, but how are you going to enforce it? So, oh, I, I told... Um, coach such and such that we was going to do that move. Do coach and coach says, does coach say, mm. nope, I didn't tell you to do it. Or does he go and tattle on mm. Tony? So again, so it's great to have this. Thank you. Because we, we, that's one of our gripes about AEW. A lot of these high risk moves, maybe not for the right payoff. Cause either you move into something so quick. And like you said, production wise, we don't really get to see it because you move into somewhere else or we're going to commercial break and we don't see it. But now I do this move and I didn't get it cleared, but it popped. The crowd is going crazy. KO does, not KO, Kenny does something. So then does he get reprimanded? It's a great question. Don't know. You know what? Uh, when I read that, I wasn't that interested in it, to be honest with you. Um, I think it makes sense. You know, like those things should be approved. And the fact that, you know, where, what, how long has AEW been around? This is their third? Four years four, now. Four, four, four years. years. Four years that they had to come up with a list that should be approved. Um, these are things from a corporate, well, not corporate, but from a, a company, these are things that should have already kind of been in place. Um, they should have already been protocols and things in place for these things. Just now we're four years into it and not there. 
Um, it's kind of mind blowing in some ways, um, but it actually absolutely makes sense, especially with just legalities and health. Um, if as I think the more important thing is some of the things that you suggested, Matt, is if uh, we can get some of these. Because, you know, that, that was one thing in, in WWE. And I think in territory wrestling, um, you know, there were certain moves and things that you didn't do on the op- on opening match um, because they might take away from what you might see later on in the card. Right. Um, you know, I, I don't know if wrestlers police this themselves or what the case may have been. Um, but if they can do if they, this manages to kind of stop that and allow some of the wrestlers to be a little bit more creative in what they're doing. Like, right. So that way you're not seeing the similar or same spots on an opener that you're going to look for in the main event. So that way the main event, which should be the most impactful thing that you watch on the show makes is impactful. Uh, I'm all for that. But as far as like a lot of the, um, these protocols, I mean, hey, kudos to them. You know, I guess it's never too late to fix a problem. Right. And I hope they solve some things and, um, you know, lessons, issues in the future. And I think to, you know, to your point about the protocols, Hey, if we want to grow some of that stuff and some of that stuff is common sense, but now yeah. we know like, Hey, don't bleed in the crowd. In like, the crowd. Okay. Exactly. You know what right. I mean? Like a lot of that stuff. Yes. To your point, it should have been done, but it wasn't before. And it's, but now we're taking care of it so we can move forward and be, you know, be looked at as a more viable option for sponsors and not have lawsuits. Cause that mm-hmm. could be coming and things of that nature. So that, that I, I just hope that those moves, we still see them when it makes sense, but it is done in a much better way of the flow of the show. Agreed. You know, I wish they would bleed on me, man. I'm suing. I'm suuing their asses. I want you had you had you, man. You had your shot yesterday because I have a I feeling if you would have jumped into the Brock Lesnar, <laughs> Cody Rhodes, somebody would have been bleeding. May have been oh, your man. blood. It may be, you know what I mean? My <laughs> ass, man. Brock <laughs> told my ass up. Look, I don't want no, no parts of that. <laughs> Brock would have did like this. People want hey. to can't see it what I'm doing. We're gonna just flick them. <laughs> hey, you you remember uh, a couple years ago when that 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 uh, fan ran up on uh, Seth? Yep. Seth got in that man's ass. Sure did. Right. Just imagine sure what did. Brock gonna do to me. I just told y'all I was one sixty three. That other day, right? There <laughs> you go. <laughs> oh, wow. So, y'all know, I asked you last week on the Wednesday pod, I'll ask you guys again this week, what are you most looking forward to this upcoming week in wrestling? So, tomorrow night or tonight, depending on when you listen to this, or you may, imagine it may already happen, Blood and Guts on Dynamite. Friday, we have the aftermath of Jimmy super kicking. Paul Heyman, Roman will be back on SmackDown. We have, of course, Collision in the aftermath of Ricky Starks cheating on CM Punk. What are you guys most, and may not even be anything I just named off, but what are you guys most looking forward to this week in wrestling? Them enforcing these band moves at Blood and Guts tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, you know what? Look, we got Friday and Sunday for me, Collision. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing both those shows, continuation of that Bloodline storyline, and see what CM Punk got for me on his show. I'm going to go Blood and Guts. And I'll be honest, this is the first Blood and Guts match, and I'm not excited from a storyline perspective, but I know they're going to kill that match. Kota Ibushi, Pac, that match is going to be unreal. So I know we're going to be getting on our 
Sunday pie talking about, damn, they killed that. That was pretty fantastic. So just knowing what's coming, it's blood and guts, but this is the first blood and guts match that I feel like remember back in the day when Hell in a Cell was a pay-per-view in October and they would just do a match. End of October, yeah. It's October. It's hey, this yeah. we gotta put this match in Hell in a Cell. Yeah. That's personally how I feel yeah. about this. I think we've seen the elite in the BCC so much that we could have blown it off weeks and weeks ago, but we didn't because we had blood and guts to sell. So from a storyline perspective, I'm gah, whatever. But I know the match is going to kill, so I'm looking forward to it. If it was just a storyline perspective, uh, it would be the next step with Ricky Starks and CM Punk. That's a good one. Um, so I just want to add one thing to our list of phrases and names. So we had the coup de grace. We had back body drop. I need to find out from somebody. I almost called this dude Neville. How do we pronounce Pac? Is it Pac or Pac? Is like Tupac or is like a Tupac of tissue? Which one is it? Do we know for a fact how to pronounce it? How the does bastard, he say it? The bastard Pac. It's not like he said Pac. That, that's what Justin Roberts says. The bastard Pac. But how does, how right. does Neville say it? You went old school with Neville. <laughs> yeah, we did. So is it, I think Neville like says Pac. But I'll tell you, I, I had a chance to see him live at an Evolve show. It was so cool because he actually used the uh, sound effect, the air horn. If you guys don't know, uh, he would like he would do a move and then he would point. And he would say DJ. And then out of nowhere, it was just no way. Like during the match, during the match. <laughs> it was super, super cool. Super cool. I liked it. I liked it. All right. Y'all got anything else before we get out of here? Hope everybody has a wonderful week. Love on the people you love. I'm like, yes, always, right? Be. Always. Be. In, 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 the, in the, the words of, of Ray J. <laughs> love what you gonna love. Right? There you go. That's a wrap, guys. We are out of here. As I said before, the best kept secret in wrestling podcast. Do us a favor. Let your friends, let your family know. Check us out each and every week, twice. All right? Uh, follow us on Twitter. If you have not, that's FNW. And then on YouTube, we are there with our full episodes at That's Freaking Wrestling. Thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you guys Episode on the next 50. one. Episode 50. 50. Absolutely. Coming your way. Peace. <laughs>